0: This is the Troll, Troll Patrol,
1: Troll.
0: live, with Justin, freaking,
1: welcome to the Troll Patrol, live, it's a freaking Thursday, boy, boy, do I have something for you guys here in just a second, major breaking news, first, let's talk about what we're going to talk about, And accuser of Ghislaine Maxwell. One of the victims allegedly trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein took the stand. Weed Orby says, like I might have to I'm have to go over there and get my bag. And get another nug. I I, 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 just, I smoked a shit ton right before I came on. Oh shit. The, the parents of the school shooter from Michigan the other day actually wrote letters to Trump. Prosecutors have said they don't have words for the video they saw of the shooter committing the act. Remember back when this cop shot this dude who had a Subway sandwich bag in his hand and he was going in, it was like his grandmother's house or something. It was like a year ago, maybe earlier this year. That deputy has finally been charged with murder. Oh shit, we have, within the last like hour, New York City reporting five, count them, five Omicron cases, this is on top of cases reported in Minnesota and Colorado, I didn't realize how high I was. (laughs) Shinsaki says nothing is off the table when it comes to measures to combat COVID-19. Germany instituting a total lockdown for unvaccinated people. The House has passed a bill to fund the government's There is some talk that the Republicans are going to try to tank it. Apparently, Chucky Schumer thinks he has a deal with the Republicans. We're going to talk about all that and more, but first tonight, major breaking news. It's so important. I can't even do the Dan Crenshaw bit. I can't even. That's by the way. That's why I was cracking myself up. <laughs> so I can't even do the. I can't even do the eye pussy bit because we got to hear about how Caitlin Bennett is no longer an atheist.
2: A lot of you may be shocked to hear this, but for the last three years you've been watching my videos, I was an atheist. But that's not the case anymore, and I want to open up to you guys about my journey.
1: I had not watched this, I just saw it as we were coming on. <laughs> but apparently, Caitlin Bennett has devoted her life to Christ. <laughs>
2: atheist is not what most people think it is. At least it wasn't for me. Most of you...
1: I believe, I might be wrong on this, but I believe it is the act of believing that there is no God. No evidence that there is a God
2: probably think that people are atheists because they want to do whatever they want and have no usually
1: problems. it's much more revealing
2: god his commandments i saying, guess she
1: felt she had to be modest don't for the worry
2: about living a sinful lifestyle video living guilty for your actions confessing her face this was not the case for me everything i'm about that was a weird cut course from my own experience and my perspective Being an atheist was one of the most terrifying things I ever put myself through, and I did it for more than a decade. Because I was so ignorant and uninformed, I feared what it would mean to go to hell. When I started doubting God and religion at around 12 years old, it came from a place of disbelief at the stories in the Bible, and also being scared of hell and Satan. It was easier for me to just reject it all if it meant not taking seriously the possibility of burning in hell or the reality of Satan. But that did not make my fears of those two things go away. The most memorable fear I had was dying. The thought of my death terrified me. Did I really live just to be put in the ground? Is my whole existence going to end with worms eating my brain? And the worst part was thinking...
1: Whoa, whoa, there was a a really weird cut right there. But I
2: really never see them again. Unknown to my 12-year-old brain, rejecting the goodness of God's light for the...
1: (laughs) Worms already ate her brain, yes. Sorry, I had to spring that on you guys. I saw that. This was posted just four hours ago. Finally discovered the love of Jesus Christ and handed her life over to him. So, amen, Caitlin. Last night we watched them light the Capitol Christmas tree. Tonight, let's watch them light up the White House Christmas tree. Here is President and Dr. Biden. Okay, I got I got enough pot to put my Is that Illo Cool Jay? Welcome
0: Dr. Biden and a very warm welcome to you Mr. President. For our safety, I'm going to stay over here and social distance. I don't want to cough right. on you or anything like that. But uh, everybody please take your seats. Take your seats.
1: I might be that, that no, that's not Illo Cool Jay.
0: President, First Lady Biden. Pleasure.
1: Can I speak from here?
3: Yes, sir.
4: Remove yes. these. Okay. All right, is everybody having a good time so far? Let's kick off the evening by lighting up the star of the show, the National Christmas Tree. Everybody ready? Let's count down.
1: Oh, this is the National Christmas Tree, not the Capitol Christmas tree we saw last night.
4: Three, two, one, Merry Christmas.
1: I'm trying producer Dave. So they lit up the tree. I don't maybe that is a little cool jay. I don't fucking know. I'm so confused. They lit up the tree. I'm going to lit up the bong. Lit up the bong as if I needed it. I don't know who it was. Do you know who this is, though? This is Senator Chucky Boy Schumer. This morning, saying that they have reached a deal with Republicans. I
3: begin this morning with some good news. I'm happy to say that last night I reached an agreement with Leader McConnell. I just said that, Chuck. Chair of the House Appropriations Committee and the Senate Appropriations Committee on a continuing resolution that will keep the federal government funded through mid-February of next year. This is a good compromise. Maybe he that just allows an appropriate read my mind. For both parties in both chambers to finish negotiations on appropriations. <coughs> this morning, the House. <coughs> Excuse me. As I said, this is a good compromise. That allows an appropriate amount of time for both parties in both chambers.
1: Biden was coughing as well.
3: This morning, the House will start the process to take up this government funding measure. And we hope they. I
1: would not eat those candy gains today. after they've been in your hair, Adam. Unfortunately, no offense. It seems no offense. Republican
3: dysfunction could be a roadblock to averting an unnecessary and dangerous government shutdown. Democrats and most Republicans, including the Republican leader, have said they don't want to see a Republican shutdown. We hope...
1: A Republican shutdown. Prevailed. Just apparently,
3: because, as we saw with the NDAA, a few individual Republican senators appeared determined to de- derail...
1: There are Republicans that feel that they are going to get blowback if they shut down the government. This is in the Hill this morning, the prospect of a government shutdown grew on Wednesday as a small group of conservative Republicans demanded a vote to defund President Biden's vaccine mandate in exchange for letting a stopgap funding measure pass by Friday's deadline. Republicans fear that Senate conservatives, led by Senators Mike Lee and Roger Marshall, will hold up the government funding deal for days in a maneuver that could boomerang on their party. Just as a similar strategy to use a government funding measure as leverage to stop the implementation of the Affordable Care Act blew up in their faces eight years ago. Some Republican senators are privately arguing that forcing a government shutdown would give Democrats a political lifeline at a time when Biden's approval rating is hovering just above 40%. So leave it to idiots like Marjorie Taylor Greene to torpedo that strategy from the same people in the GOP.
5: Thank you. Madam Speaker, I rise in opposition to the CR. The American people are $29 trillion in debt. Thanks to Congress. And this Congress wants to borrow more money and more time to figure out how to run the government and how to pay for it. That is
1: that that's not what this this the government funding bill has nothing to do with borrowing more money. It's to pay bills that are already outstanding. That
5: is an outrage to the American people. You want to talk about courage and responsibility? Do you know what courage and responsibility is? It's it's learning how to manage the people's money. The people work hard every single day. They have to pay the taxes, and then they have to trust this house, this body, and the Senate to create a budget. But every single time, it's a budget that puts them further and further in debt. It is an audacity, the audacity of Congress to borrow more money and not be able to come up with a budget that makes sense and that we can pay for. What an outrage. What an irresponsibility. That isn't courage. Okay, so that is not responsibility. That is
1: What the Democrats have proposed is a stopgap funding measure that funds the government through February that just continues the same Trump budget we've been operating under. That's all it is. And the actual budget is the Build Back Better Act. That they are trying to negotiate that Schumer wants to pass by Christmas.
5: It's out of control behavior that this Congress needs to rein in. This government should be shut down. You want to know why it should be shut down? Because the people in here, the people in here cannot control themselves. The people in here don't understand how to balance a checkbook. And the people in here do not deserve deserve their responsibility on how to spend the American people's money 29 trillion dollars 29 trillion dollars madam speaker shut it down ladies,
6: time is
1: expired
5: do not pass the CR shut it down
1: there you have it now this is what a sane member of Congress looks like this is representative Katie Porter. This is From a hearing yesterday, she listened to a witness argue against telework for federal employees.
7: Do you currently telework in your role at the American Enterprise Institute?
1: As you can see, I do. I have been teleworking for the past nine years. I live in rural Oregon. I come to uh, Washington, D.C. When I, when I need to. What works is that AEI can measure my output pretty accurately. They know if I publish an op-ed. They know if I write a journal article. They know if I testify before you. If they didn't know those things, it gets tougher to manage.
7: But why do you think that we couldn't measure? Federal employees work in the same way. They, well, they all are required. They all have required job duties. They all have things that they have to do. Do you have the same confidence? Comp- do you think we should put the same confidence and trust in federal managers that you have in your managers and in federal? Em- Employees, as in you, as an employee. It's it's not it, it, to me. It's not a measure of, of trust in the managers. It is that let's say if I work on an assembly line or something like that. It's very easy to know what I'm producing.
1: Or let's say if I'm in a private firm and I work. Mr. In- Biggs,
7: mm-hmm. pretending my time. In fact, you don't work on an assembly line. You <laughs> have a higher level. You're a, you're a higher level employee at the American Enterprise um, Institute. You have. Sort of a fair amount of discretion a lot of your projects are longer term i I would say like in contrast to a lot of our federal employees many of whom have to perform routine tasks over and over and over again answering customer inquiries writing letters processing paperwork i mean if we can do it for you for nine years shouldn't we lean toward at least giving federal employees the benefit of the doubt and giving federal managers The benefit of
1: the doubt to be able to assess productivity. Makes perfect sense to me. Who gives a shit what he said back? Clearly that was from Katie Porter's website because it just cut it off and like did not let him respond. But the notion of being able to do telework is going to come in handy because, you know, do we perhaps have lockdowns on the horizon? Germany locks down unvaccinated people as leaders plan to make shots compulsory. Germany on Thursday announced a nationwide lockdown for the unvaccinated as its leaders back plans for mandatory vaccinations in the coming months. Unvaccinated people will be banned from accessing all but the most essential businesses, such as supermarkets and pharmacies, in order to curb the spread of coronavirus. Uh, This is according to outgoing uh, Chancellor Angela Merkel and her successor, Olaf Scholz. Announced on Thursday, following the crisis talks with regional leaders, those who have recently recovered from COVID-19 are not covered by the ban. The pair also backed proposals for mandatory vaccinations, which if voted through the parliament, could take effect from February at the earliest. Through the tightened restrictions, unvaccinated people can only meet two people from another household. Bars and nightclubs must shut down in areas with an incidence rate above 350 cases per 100,000 people over one week. The country would limit the number of people at large events like soccer matches. The announcement comes as uh, as Germany battles a surge in cases that has pushed Europe back to the epicenter of the pandemic, heightening fears over the newly discovered Omicron variant. The press briefing is also Merkel's last before she leaves office, a grim note to end her 16 years as German Chancellor. Now, I highly doubt we're going to see lockdowns here in the U.S., but Press secretary Jin Saki says nothing is off the table.
7: Yeah. With the testing, public health people are saying, well, why not just ship tests, ship these rapid tests to every American household, or yeah. why not require a vaccine or a test to fly domestically? Why not go further in the direction of, of you know, public health and mandates, given the potential risk and the fact that we're headed into winter.
8: Sure. Well, one, I I would say that um, nothing is off the table. Um, So and uh, including domestic travel. Um, And but we do have some protections, some strong protections in place already, including requirement of mask wearing, which was extended doubling of fines. I
1: believe you extended it until March.
8: we think How we look at this uh, is, of course, we base our decisions on the advice of the health and medical experts, what's going to be most effective and what is we can implement, uh, what is most implementable. So we look at a range of factors as we make decisions about what steps we can put in place. Uh, so, again, nothing's off the table, uh, but we uh The announcement we made today is building on steps we've taken to date, uh, significant steps we've taken to date to continue to protect more people, put in place additional precautions that will save more lives. Can you
7: just tease out what most implementable means? Are you worried about legal challenges? Are you worried about, uh, you know, political blowback?
1: Now, I would assume the announcement she is referring to is the announcement that they are going to require insurers to provide uh, uh, reimbursement for testing.
8: Uh, well, I think we've, we've taken another steps that are a number of steps that are not intended to be controversial or divisive, but uh, but still may be perceived that way. But
1: anything you, you do is going to be demonized uh, by the right wing.
8: our decisions on. But as you've seen over the past several months. We build on we build on our steps right we've continued to add and make uh, vaccines and boosters more available and accessible today's a good example of that uh, we continue to put in place additional travel restrictions as we uh, announced today are announcing today as well so we will continue to evaluate and assess on a daily basis if there are additional steps our health and medical team is recommending we will consider those as well
1: I, sometimes, uh, I do take the Prager video. We usually get burned with it. It's their, it's their podcast and it's not interesting at all. What is the status of the mandates here in the U S on hold indefinitely because of legal challenges, but employers can still require the shots. Control the spread of COVID 19. President Joe Biden previously said businesses with 100 or more employees would need to require COVID 19 vaccination or have workers get tested weekly for the virus. The rule was to take effect on January the 4th, affecting about 84 million workers nationwide. But soon after the rule was issued by the U.S. Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, ...faced multiple legal challenges from businesses, conservative groups like the Daily Wire... ...and Republican Attorneys General that said the agency doesn't have the authority to mandate vaccines. November 6th, a federal appeals court in New Orleans... Put the rule on hold, saying it was a one-size-fits-all sledgehammer that was too broad. Ten days later, all challenges to the requirement were consolidated in another appeals court in Cincinnati. In a court filing, lawyers for the Biden administration said the mandate was needed to reduce transmission of the virus in workplaces. It asked that it be allowed to move ahead with the rule. The requirement for employers is among several challenges to the Biden administration's vaccine rules. Federal judges also have placed a hold on a mandate for health care workers in the Medicare and Medicaid programs. So on hold! What we got from that article. Now, as I said, New York had just announced within the last hour or so Five cases of the Omicron variant have been found in New York. or were reported in New York City and one in Suffolk. Suffolk Suffolk. I'll let her say
6: together it. Together to signal that this is a challenge that we're going to tackle together and ensure that everyone knows that we have t- focused on transparency, which means we'll provide information as we get it. As well as a quarter Oh,
1: She's not going to get to the point. The I should go back to the article, shouldn't I? Ahead. As I mentioned,
6: this is, this morning,
1: this is so the I'm new mayor of. Specific information. Not mayor, the new
6: governor uh, of New York. Are holding up Where the boosters are holding up to this variant, but it is real. We said it would be coming here shortly. We announced this morning that a case from Minnesota was directly tied to the city of New York for individuals who participated in a Apparently, at the Javits Center between Some
1: sort of con was going on. Second. That individual
6: has already recovered from their symptoms. They tested positive but are already feeling well and it was a very minor case and that's something I want to put an exclamation point on. While this may be highly transmissible at least from the early evidence and again more information is still forthcoming, we want people to know that the early cases that have arise are not life-threatening. They seem to be minor cases, and that is a source of good news for us right now. But in terms
1: Yes. Source of good news currently. So five cases in New York. Case in Minnesota, case in Colorado. One in California. So it's all over the fucking country already. Meanwhile, hospitals have had to contend with threats after refusing to prescribe ivermectin. Hospitals in Idaho and Montana called police after patients' family members threatened violence if their loved ones weren't treated with the antiparasitic drug. Thank you, Joe Rogan. One Montana hospital went into lockdown and called police after a woman threatened violence because a relative was denied her request to be treated with ivermectin. Don't do the horse paste. Officials of another Montana hospital accused public officials of threatening and harassing their healthcare workers for refusing to treat a uh, politically connected COVID-19 patient with the anti anti antiparasitic drug or hydrochloricline hydroxychloroquine, there we go, boom, nailed at that time, another drug unauthorized by the FDA to treat COVID, and in neighboring Idaho, a medical resident said Belize had to be called to a hospital after a COVID patient's relative verbally abused her and threatened physical violence because she would not prescribe ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, drugs that are not beneficial in the treatment of COVID-19, she wrote. The three conflicts which occurred from September to November underline the pressure on healthcare workers to provide unauthorized COVID treatments Particularly in parts of the country where vaccination rates are low, government skepticism is high, and conservative leaders have championed the treatments. That was a journalistic and polite way of saying right-wingers are morons. Let's do sports. I need a sports fucking... Like a little jingle, a stinger to, to, to go into sports stories on the rare occasion that we cover them. Oh, God, I'm going to butcher your name, dude. Sorry in advance. Tyler Bertuzzi. NF, uh, the NHL, the National Hockey League's only unvaccinated player, has been added to the COVID protocol... Bertuzzi out of lineup for unknown length of time. He is the Detroit Red Wings forward. He was placed on the COVID 19 protocol before Wednesday night's game against the Seattle Kraken. Release the Kraken! Petruzzi is the only player in the NHL not vaccinated against the virus. It is unknown how long he will be idle. The 26-year-old forward who just resigned with Detroit in the offseason who just resigned, I'm sorry, not resigned, just resigned with Detroit in the offseason has 9 goals and 9 assists through 20 games played this season. Due to his unvaccinated status, he cannot join the Red Wings when they play games in Canada. He has missed the team's three games across the border so far. They have had six more they have six more on the schedule. Meanwhile in the National Football League. NFL has suspended the Bucks Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards for violating the COVID nineteen protocol. The NFL announced the suspension of the two current Tampa Bay Buccaneers players and one former Bucks player for violating the league's COVID nineteen protocols. Brown and Edwards have each been suspended without pay for the next three games, a statement from the NFL read. Free agent John Franklin III, if signed by a team, is also ineligible to play in the next three games. The defensive back last played for the Bucks in 2019. The NFL Players Association, which developed protocols along with the league, represented the three players during a review of the recent allegations that the players misrepresented their vaccination status. Brown, a wide receiver. Edwards, a cornerback. And Franklin were found in violation of the protocols. league said it reviewed allegations that the players misrepresented their vaccination status and found that their review supported those allegations. I wonder how widespread fake vaccination cards are in these sporty ball leagues. Meanwhile in the NBA. The New York Post is reporting that LeBron James is convinced. So remember, this is very tabloidish. LeBron James is convinced something real fishy is going on amid his COVID absence. Hold on, let's uh this is Anthony Davis. Of the Los Angeles Lakers commenting on LeBron's
7: about, absence. Uh, obviously, me and LB is close. Um, and I checked on, you know, just hearing what, you know, Joel B said, you know, obviously he was scared. He thought he, he said that he wasn't going to make it. Like, that was a scary thing. You know, especially all the new variants coming out and all that. You know, you say.
1: Wait a minute, LeBron's saying he's not going to make it?
7: You know, the vaccine and the booster is not going to be able to Hope with 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 Sam this new variant, like all this stuff coming out, and so it's a scary situation. Um He said he's good. Um, I think he said he was asymptomatic, which is a good sign. Oh
1: no, yeah, LeBron's but, asymptomatic. You know, we want to make sure that he
7: that he gets back. You know, health is most important.
1: What's LeBron James, who's the NBA's health and safety? Who is in the NBA's health and safety protocols thinks something fishy is going on. While it has not been confirmed that James tested positive for COVID 19. Good Lord. The hockey Jedi. I, this is a weird night. It did look comically small in his hand. Although it's not been confirmed that James tested positive for COVID-19, ESPN.com reported that the Lakers' star is expected to miss several games. James has thus far declined to elaborate on what exactly he thinks is fishy, but he used just about every fish emoji available to man in a Wednesday tweet to illustrate his point. Oh, that's what they're saying the, the fishiness is. It comes from something real fishy going on. Who knows what the fuck he's talking about. And it has. Who knows if it has anything to do with his status in the NBA. I don't fucking know. I don't watch the sporty ball. I'll ask my friend who's into the sporty ball. If he knows what LeBron is referring to. Yeah, you guys are having like a Hitler every other day going on in Australia, according to right wing media. I something fishy has been going on during the pandemic, and that's been like a callous disregard for life. New report says that fifteen hundred unhoused LA residents died on the streets during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, the rest of the show is kind of a bummer. I'll go ahead and tell you that straight up. Kicking the balls. From Ghislaine Maxwell to the school shooter and everyone Kicking the balls. We get a little justice later on in the show, though. Nearly 1,500 unhoused people are estimated to have died on the streets of Los Angeles during the pandemic according to a new report that raises alarms about authorities' handling of a worsening humanitarian crisis. Authored by researchers from the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, the Coalition of Unhoused Residents, the report analyzed the L.A. County Coroner's records to identify 1,493 cases of people who died between March 2020 and July 2021 on the streets and were probably unhoused. Most common cause of death was accidental overdose. The authors identified people believed to be unhoused based on the location of their death, including freeway underpasses, parks, sidewalks, dumpsters, abandoned buildings, bus stops, etc. The 1493 figure is probably an undercount. Data does not include unhoused people who were receiving medical care or hospitalized when they died. Count also excludes people who died while in shelters or in cars. Something else fishy going on. Um, going on in the CIA, but what's new with that, right? CIA files. The CIA files. They staffers committed sex crimes involving children, and they weren't prosecuted. BuzzFeed News, breaking the hard stories yet again, I don't know what the fuck has happened, that BuzzFeed has become a bastion of journalism. Over the past 14 years, the Central Intelligence Agency has secretly amassed credible evidence that at least 10 of its employees and contractors committed sexual crimes involving children. Though most of these cases were referred to the U.S. attorneys for prosecution, only one of the individuals was ever charged with a crime. Prosecutors sent the rest of the cases back to the CIA to handle internally, meaning few faced any consequences beyond the possible loss of their jobs and security clearances. It marks a striking deviation from how sex crimes involving children have been handled at other federal agencies, I mean, that's putting it mildly. CIA insiders say the agency resists prosecution of its staff for fear the cases will reveal state secrets. Oh my God! Fuck, abolish the CIA! Revelations are contained in hundreds of internal agency reports obtained by BuzzFeed News through Freedom of Information Act lawsuits. One employee had sexual... F- Content warning, fuckers. One employee had sexual contact with a two-year-old and a six-year-old. He was fired. A second employee purchased three sexually explicit videos of young girls filmed by their mothers. He resigned. A third employee estimated that he had viewed up to 1,400 sexually abusive images of children while on agency assignments. The records do not say what action, if any, the CIA took against him. A contractor who arranged for sex with an undercover FBI agent posing as a child had his contractor vote. They didn't even tell him to have a seat. He didn't even get he didn't even get the Chris Hansen treatment. Only one of the individuals cited in these documents was charged with a crime. In that case, as in the only previously known case of a CIA staffer being charged with child sexual crimes, the employee was also under investigation for mishandling classified material. Well... I don't know how to transition off of the story about the the sex crimes against children. Except to maybe talk about the trial of the woman stands accused of sex crimes against children. I don't know what kind of newsworthy value we're going to get out of this, but we're going to check out the exhibit images released by the court. The Gislaine Maxwell trial. Really wild looking, like I assume early 90s photo of her. It's not giving us any context either in the story. That makes it even less useful. It just says they're released... uh, during the trial, Jeffrey Epstein hugs his personal assistant, Sarah Keller. I'm sorry, Sarah Kellen. Another picture of Kellen there. That's Maxwell with Kellen. I mean, it's not like these are, are are juicy details at all. Epstein's West Palm Beach home. The pool at his West Palm Beach home. His fucking ranch. Zorro Ranch in New Mexico. Good goddamn! Damn! Just one of his homes. Just one of his homes. This was his New Mexico home. Named the Zora Ranch. That's the whole goddamn thing. It is, it is fucking... It's a monstrosity. This is... Little, uh, Little St. James Island. He owned the whole goddamn island... Apparently, at a lodge in Michigan. This one's kind of quaint. Private helicopter. Private jet. Nothing really newsworthy there. I guess the newsworthy thing came when the accusers took the stand. That she was introduced to Trump at Mar-a-Lago at 14. This is a rendition of a Jane Doe on the stand testifying against Lane Maxwell, the first alleged victim to testify against Maxwell at her sex trafficking trial. Said Wednesday that she was introduced to former president Donald Trump by Jeffrey Epstein and once flew with Prince Andrew on one of the financier's private planes. The accuser, who testified under the pseudonym Jane, recalled the two encounters while being quizzed by Maxwell's defense attorney, uh, Laura Minninger. Jane responded affirmatively when asked if Epstein drove her to Mar-a-Lago in a dark green car when she was 14 years old in the 1990s. However, this fact is not going to deter Trump or any of his supporters. Trump teases 2024 presidential run while campaigning for Herschel Walker. This is Trump earlier today. What he did on the football field. Nope, this is yesterday. A tremendous integrity.
0: Yes, sir.
3: Oh.
1: And He's a really legend. I mean, you know, the ballad, they
0: have the ballad for Herschel Walker, right? The ballad. I've heard that ballad. And you know, it's very interesting because the team is number 1 and a big game coming up this weekend. Alabama.
1: What t- I'm pretty sure Herschel Walker is well retired right now. Herschel knows
0: what it is to be on the number 1 team because he uh, he did a lot of that. But this is going to be very important. That we're at a point where our country is going through a very hard time.
1: Very we miss time. you, Donald. We, we do We do not miss him. Speak for yourself, lady. We love you.
2: We won yeah. we we love you. We won the first we time. We won the second time by
1: much more. We did much better the second time. He says he's not going to take a booster, so I still think we are on. Trump dies of COVID watch. Get that Omicron variant circulating. And I think you'll be very happy with what we're going to say about the third time. We'll never, ever forget. Remember this. We'll never forget. And you can't forget 2020.
0: We can never forget. What happened is a disgrace and an embarrassment to our country. And now you look at the...
1: All but confirming is 2024, Ron. I didn't even hear what he said. Apparently, the parents of the school shooter from a couple days ago accused Michigan gunman's mom wrote letter to Trump praising his stance on gun rights. Accused Michigan shooter Ethan Crumbly's mother wrote an open letter to Donald Trump after his 2016 presidential election, praising his support for gun rights. As a female and a realtor, thank you for allowing my right to bear arms, allowing me to be protected if I show a home to someone with bad intentions, Jennifer Crumbly wrote in a blog post according to the Daily Beast. Thank you for respecting that amendment, added the mother, worked as a real estate agent in Michigan, according to the outlet. The outlet also noted that her staff bio has been taken down. Ethan, 15, was charged Wednesday as an adult with first-degree murder, terrorism, and assault in the shooting rampage that left four students dead and seven others injured when he allegedly opened fire inside Oxford High School. There is the little shithead's mugshot. I, I keep fucking telling the kids, but they don't listen. Shoot up drugs, not schools. Much better time, and if you kill somebody, it's just, you know, it's not going to be fucking innocent people. Prosecutors say they don't have words for a video they watched of the actual shooting happening. Oakland County Assistant Prosecutor Mark Kest spoke about the chilling footage of the attack he viewed from security camera footage preparation for the hearing. said the video apparently showed Crumbly enter a bathroom with a backpack, exit a moment later without it, holding a gun and opening fire. At that point, he deliberately aimed the gun at students, and began firing at students. After students started running, he continued down the hallway pointing the gun and firing at them, firing in classrooms and at students who were unable to escape. Judge Nancy T. Carniac ruled Crumbly to be held without bond and be moved to Oakland County Jail after being moved from Children's Village. The cast added that a review of cell phone and social media records allegedly showed Crumbly planned the shooting and brought a handgun that day to deliberately murder as many students as he could that day. did want to highlight the student that tried to disarm this motherfucker. Tate Meyer apparently was his name. This is footage of him after a football game. He tried to take the motherfucker down and was killed in the process. And apparently was a really good fucking student and a star athlete. Dude, Carl, over
9: the here 2023,
1: here. I mean, I saw the INT. I got it for the second half. What a win for you guys. Just talk about how it felt
7: to win again. It if fucking it sucks. Coming to Carson, revenge. Uh, man, it feels awesome. I mean, um, it feels great. We haven't been to uh, playoffs since my freshman year. No, we weren't even uh, in it my freshman year. My brother's senior year, so 2018. This was it, the- it just feels great. But um, in the rain, this is where we live. Rain is just like action football, tough. Muddy,
9: everything about us is tough. What you know about actual
1: football? You know, you guys had a It's just—it's just another fucking day in America. We—we we saw right wingers storm board meetings, upset over masks, over masks. Mask drew the ire of these dumb fuck right wingers. But when it comes to gun violence in the schools, they don't, they don't give a shit. I don't get it. Poor dude. Someone who's not a poor dude is this piece of shit. Former Franklin County Sheriff's deputy charged with murder of Casey Goodson Jr. You may remember uh, happened earlier this year. At the end of last year dude was coming home with a subway bag in his hand. I think we have the local news here.
8: My grandson just got shot in the back when he committed
1: Content house. warning again. In case they showed the actual video, I think there is video of it happening.
10: I will always scream, what is it, y'all? Justice, Justice for Casey! We know that this journey is not over. We know that the ultimate
0: end game is a conviction. He said, Stop, stop, show me your hands, drop the gun. Repeatedly, he screamed it. A witness in the area heard
10: this. It's been a year of um, sadness. It's been a year of grief. A, a year. Of- he
1: didn't have a gun on him. Or, or he was, was, was armed. He was legally he was armed, armed and, but like a he a didn't have a gun in his hand. Former
4: Deputy Jason Meade on murder and reckless homicide
5: charges. Just hours later, Goodson's family filed a federal civil rights lawsuit against Meade and Franklin County. Tonight we have team coverage of a case that has sparked nationwide headlines, nationwide protests, and a nationwide outpouring of emotions.
1: Tom Bosco. Nationwide is on your side. Luann Stoyle with
4: the community-wide reaction. And we'll start with Roddy Dunnigan with more on the Goodson family's reaction.
9: As you can imagine, it has been a very emotional day for the family of Casey Goodson. For the past year now, they have been calling for what they call is justice. And they feel they're one step closer to actually getting that.
10: Of course, as you know, it's been a journey. It's been a year. It's been a year of um, sadness. It's been a year of grief, a, a year of pain. But all I know that every day of this year that my family and I wake up, all we know to do is fight and fight for what's right.
9: Casey Goodson's mother, Tamala, overrun with emotions, relieved with the indictment of former.
10: Aw,
1: that's so sweet. Jason Thank you, Professor
10: Kuhn.
9: With her son's shooting death, but worried about what's to come.
10: We are fully aware that this you. is only the beginning of the fight. This was the first part of the fight.
1: That perked me up after we've a part of that fight. of federal lawsuit been drugged over the coals Franklin with the County. news here. Attorney
9: Sean Walton detailing the suit. Obviously, we know what Jason Meade's liability
3: is here. He was an individual that targeted, pursued, and shot and killed Casey from behind, walking into his own
1: home. But Franklin County is also liable for Jason Meade's actions. Absolutely. And I don't understand why right-wingers don't get tired of paying out these fucking wrongful death lawsuits. They allow Jason Mead to operate with impunity. Goodson's
9: mother telling me the family is relying on faith to get them through, remaining firm in their calls for justice, also promising to keep Casey's name and memory alive.
10: And we will always and forever, every single day of our lives, my family and I will always scream. What is it, y'all?
5: Justice for Casey!
10: The family of Casey Goodson, along
9: with their attorneys, tell me that this fight is far from over and they understand that they will have to have patience as this case moves its way through the courts. Rodney Dunnigan reporting.
5: Rodney, thank you. We're learning more about what former Deputy Jason Meade says happened. He
1: had the gain on his microphone like all the way fucking well, Bosco up. Bosco
4: now live at the Franklin County Courthouse with more on the charges and more from Meade's attorney. Tom? Yeah, Bob and Stacia, I was there just hours after Casey Goodson had been shot a year or so ago. We didn't get a whole lot of information that day from the U.S. Marshals about what happened. Well, now the attorney for Jason Meade is giving Meade's side of the story with new
1: Oh, Meade's side of the story. ...Goodson
4: pointed his gun at Meade and that prompted the violence.
1: Never happened. ...sheriff's
4: deputy to Franklin County Jail inmate. Jason Meade is now behind bars, facing three charges two counts of murder and one count of reckless homicide.
0: He's been preparing for this day. Um,
4: this indictment was not unexpected. It wasn't a surprise. It all stems from what happened in a well, yeah, he murdered somebody. neighborhood nearly a year ago. Meade was working with the U.S. Marshals. They had just finished an operation in that neighborhood. As they were packing up, Meade
1: spotted Casey Goodson.
4: He was seen driving down the street waving a gun. Nearly a year later, Meade's attorney is providing more detail about that encounter.
1: Driving down the street waving a gun. Bullshit. Repeatedly towards the front windshield. But then he saw the individual
0: tracking cars as they came this way with the gun. The gun was then pointed up at Jason. Meade followed
4: Goodson to Goodson's grandmother's house.
0: My client screamed, screamed. Drop the weapon, law enforcement.
4: What happened next may have only been witnessed
0: by Jason Mead and Casey Goodson. The gun came this way towards my client and turned and was pointed at my client. At that point in time, the only option for him was to use the force that he used at that point in time.
1: Who saw that? Nope, nope, never happened. who else saw it?
4: Don't know. Sheriff's deputies don't wear body cameras, so there's no recording of the shooting. Is this case going to turn into a he said, she said kind of situation?
0: Well, these cases are different and unique. Subjectively, did my client believe that the gun pointed to him Was a threat.
4: I talked to the special. There was no gun pointed at him. Westerville attorney Tim Merkel. He didn't want to go on camera, but says the investigation took nearly a year because it was, in his words, extensive, involving Columbus police, the FBI, and the Department of Justice. Jason Meade retired from the Franklin County Sheriff's Office during the investigation. His attorney says he has not held a job and has been preparing for a possible charge and court battle. The concepts of what police...
1: I'd like to see the tattoos on his arms. ...executing
4: their jobs will be front and center in this case. Anytime a law enforcement officer says he feels like Hmm. he was threatened, does that just give them
1: carte blanche to do what they want?
0: No, no, absolutely not. What would you do if you were in that situation?
1: That's what you're arguing, sir. ...pointed at you after you repeatedly... No, there was no gun. There was no gun pointed at him. He was holding a subway bag. We know this. This morning, he will spend at least one night in the Franklin County Jail. He'll appear
4: in court for his arraignment tomorrow and will be heard on bond at that time. Live on your side at the Franklin County Courthouse, I'm Tom Bosco.
1: I haven't heard anything about charges being brought against the off-duty cop. That shot the guy in the wheelchair in the back. Jury selection still going on in the Kim Potter trial in Minnesota. Alright, we do have a moment of levity here. The Daily Wire has dropped the official trailer for their upcoming movie. Oh, it's a thriller. It's a thriller called Shut In. Uh, Let's watch the trailer for the Daily Wire. I believe this is their second movie. What Ben Shapiro always wanted to do. He wanted to make movies. Just shut in. Laney?
10: Where
2: have you been?
1: Voltage Pictures.
2: I'm going to take off tonight so the kids can sleep most of the way. Well, I'm mostly done. I just need to finish cleaning
7: out the pantry.
1: Because there needs to be more conservative influence in media. This is why the Daily Wire is doing this. spooky
5: no, no. <laughs>
2: please let me out please <laughs> <laughs>
9: lady your daughter she's
6: very pretty don't you touch my kids rob
9: rob owes me money
8: there's money there's a lot of money there's thousands of dollars in the pantry have it all <laughs>
1: scared Huh <laughs> I huh I I I I don't know what to say about that I'm unsure exactly what it's about, but it's also, you know, it's one of those movies you need to kind of go into unaware. I, Warlord thinks it looks dope. Adam's like, somebody say dope. I feel like I need to say it again. Remember kids, beat up drugs, not schools. I don't have any dope, but I got penguins for you. You want some penguins? Apparently they had to get weighed for some reason here at the Milwaukee County Zoo. We have penguin noises? Oh my God, we got penguin noises. They don't make cute little chirps or anything? They're absolutely adorable. I'd cuddle a penguin. All right, if you're watching on Twitch, I'm gonna send you over to Politically Provoked. I have no clue who they are, but I'm following them. It doesn't say what they do. We're gonna we're gonna drop in. It says they host live debates. Now who knows if I can if I can jump in? I might debate somebody. Is he a Nazi? That's good, that's what I want then, so fuck him up, fuck him up. That's why I followed him then, so I could fucking get in on him. Let's go cause some havoc, guys, let's get banned. (laughs) Do not follow him unless you have to follow him for the chat, so then if if you have to follow for the chat, follow and then unfollow, don't forget to do that. Don't give them the numbers. Buck them up, Adam. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night with my lovely co-host, Sparkles Lavendar, at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. Yeah, I did the math right there. For the Friday Night Freak Show.